This is The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for tyre power. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. Follow us on Twitter at Rabbit Hole SEN. Great to have you with us this morning. It is episode, well, it's 24A, I call it, Whispers. Uh, whispers being Tim Watson because we're on holidays, actually, and we've got no obligation to be here for this uh, particular edition of The Rabbit Hole, but... You and I both said with our growing audience, we must come in and at least provide <laughs> some sort of update. So right. it's not going to be your normal rabbit hole. Uh, rabbit hole. It's she's going to be a quick session. It's a tyre power special. That's what I'm calling it. Power up sale now on. 25% off equivalent with four for three on uh, selected Kumo tyres. And we welcome Cobram Estate Oil to Olive Oil to mm. the family. They'll mm. get the full run when we're back from holidays, but just wanted to mention that. No, well done, too. Um, it's right an, abri- up, it, it's an abbreviate, <laughs> it's abbreviated show, which means that we don't finish any sentences that we start. Right. So, so we start talking through. about something and then... <laughs> we're going to have our song at the end, though? Well, well it, that's your job. Off, the song's taken off. The... How did last week's go? Oh, through the roof. You got good feedback? It's good feedback. Someone asked me what it was. I tried to sing it. The Sounds of Silence. No, no, that was yours. No, no, we didn't do the Cat Stevens one last week. Cats in the Cradle? Yeah, but that's... That wasn't Cats in the Cradle. That's two weeks ago. Last week, we did the Sounds of Silence. That's right. That's uh, what I was singing. Simon and... No, you weren't. What is it then? <laughs> it's not time to say goodbye. No, that's not it. What is it? That's Cat it. Stevens. Well, okay. Sounds of Silence. Oh, that's right. Same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know now. Yeah, not a bad song. Actually... Um, Didn't I'm probably not supposed to go with this, but confidentially, I can tell you, what? as long as you don't tell anybody, mm-hmm. and that is, are you across the news that Crowded House were signed up to do the AFL Grand Final? Not until some uh, Sam Newman rang me yesterday Did he? and told me about that. I said, I didn't even know they were on the Grand Final. Okay, can we get back to that conversation in a minute? Because they've pulled out of the Grand Final. and Who's in? And at the moment, there's a negotiation, very tentative, right? And in the preliminary stages, so I don't want you to go with this Cat to the Stevens. Bank. No, mm. remember, Simon and remember when we put that album out? Twelve footy favourites. <laughs> they get the band back together. They're going to get the band possibly <laughs> back together. <laughs> Not everybody's still with us, no, unfortunately. No, but right. uh, the band, uh, we may be able to get somebody like um, I was going to. Who's the normal? John Stevens might be able to stand in for Robbie Flower. How would that be? He won't. He he's a great singer, but he won't be as well received as Robbie. I don't know that he'll be able to get to the notes, the high <laughs> notes that Robbie got to on uh, Macho Macho will be, Man. <laughs> will you be belting out Ruby again? My word, I will be. My word. Yes. Oh, there you go. Thanks, Coxie. Mm. You know what? Hang I on, think... hang on, hang on. Don't take your love to town. Oh yeah. I nice. think I've got more timbre in my voice now. Yeah, I think I can actually I go a little bit think, lower with that now I think too. They've dropped. <laughs> I think they've really come off right now. Um, it's been an interesting uh, last 24 hours. The Matildas had a massive game. That's so Tuesday game today. last night. We normally do it Wednesday. Today's yeah. Tuesday, the morning after the Matildas have beaten Denmark. Look at the numbers. I what showed, are the numbers? I showed you the numbers this morning. Now, this may not mean much to people out there, but 788 was the peak free-to-air audience last night in Hang Melbourne. On. And I said, that's not that good. And then you said... In Melbourne. In Melbourne. Okay, so that's sort of almost like triple what the news did last night, free to wear in Melbourne on mm. Channel 7. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. What's the national number? Did it hit three I ha- I, Well, I haven't got the national number, but um, it wasn't a great night to have something up against the footy last no. night. Say so footy classified. What numbers did you used to do for footy classified back in the 120? day? 120. 120. Okay. Well, they did a um, they did a 32 
mm. a 25, a 24 has, and a 31. It's come off a bit. It pains me to give you those numbers too, by the way. (laughs) Yes, come on for me. But that's up against, I mean, that's a juggernaut. And And what about this, though? The clash this Saturday, so it's at 5 o'clock. So we play the winner of France and Morocco at 5 p.m. on Saturday, the Matildas. What footy games on then? Uh, Well, you'll have the uh, twilight-ish Saturday game. I've got the weekend. You know I've got the weekend off. I know you've got the weekend off, so you'll be sitting back watching the Matildas. But at 5, around 4.40. Brisbane take on St Kilda at 4.35. Okay. That's the only game. So they maybe, maybe they anticipated. I doubt it. Um, Hang on. No, I'm looking at the wrong round. No, everyone would know. I'm very sorry. Very sorry. Very sorry. That was the last round. So... Uh, 4.35, Brisbane play Adelaide, and then Carlton take on Melbourne. That's a massive game at 7.25, so Matildas will be finished by then. Yeah, close to, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they'll tune in for that one. Right. Okay, just on just on that last night, what would you have done with Sam? I found it really curious the way that uh, they played Sam Kerr. Okay, so mm. we're up 2-0 before they put her out onto, I liked the, it. Out onto the field. Mm. But my, my question to you will be this, okay? If she's okay to play, which she obviously was because she played late in the game after sitting there for a long time, she did a warm-up, all that type of thing, why would you risk it? Why would you actually put her out there? If she's good enough to play, why wouldn't you play at the beginning of the game and then just monitor her minutes and take her off after? Yeah, after you thought that she could play a half or whatever. Because I think they thought, well, we need a bit more time. So So they got another hour? (laughs) No, a bit more, like in terms of a full game. We need – she's not quite – we don't think she's absolutely ready to play because then you fatigue. If you play at the start of the game mm-hmm. and you're down, you know, two – say you're down two – well, you're not going to take her off because you've got to win. So then you're in danger of fatiguing her out. So this way you can manage her minutes, absolutely manage what she does. And I think it was almost the psychological blow. Throw her out there to France mm-hmm. and Morocco and say, hey, mm-hmm. we've taken everyone and we've still got the number one up our sleeve. You and I aren't soccer – well, um, after the last week, be careful what you say here. Yeah? Okay, but we're not big, big soccer fans. Oh, yeah. I, I, I no, like, I'm not a big I, soccer I, fan. No. I like the game, you like the game, well, but we're not as invested yeah. in a, it generally. Uh, but we are now because it's the Matildas. Okay? And it's okay for everybody in the country to invest in the Matildas and watch the game and love the game because of what we're seeing now and how well they're doing. But when you watch a game, particularly the game last night, and you watch Denmark almost, I thought that they were dominating the game and field position and all that sort of stuff. And they, unlucky. Early made, on. Early, yeah. Unlucky not to score. We were sitting back. They were coming at us. Full all that press. Type of, full press. Yeah. Um, to your keen eye, what, what, how, how are we setting up? Were we sort of like a 4-3-3 last night or were we a 4-4-2 or what did your eye tell you? It's hard to, without being at the ground, it's hard to pick that up mm. because they are pressing so hard. Mm. Normally they defend deeper in the box. Mm. But um, but the uh, then the Danes mm. were pushing up hard. They were, yeah. Um, that goal by Caitlin Ford. Yeah, brilliant. Oh my word! That was, was brilliant. What about the through ball though by Mary Fowler? Have a listen to us. Yeah, the through ball was beautiful. It was pure. It, it was, was pure. <laughs> it was as as you like to say. It was on a dime. On a dime. We've watched four quarters, four halves, or four. <laughs> what do they even call it? Now we're experts. The Matildas and the AFL both in Brisbane this weekend. Yep. So there you go. That'll be interesting. There you go. I think and I know where the eyeballs are going to go. Yeah. No, we're loving. Uh, we're loving what our women are doing it on on the world stage too. When you think about the Diamonds and their victories, I still, smashed England. I did. I said this last week. I was struggling to connect emotionally. 
Mm. And I'm excited about where we're at, obviously, because we're now in the quarterfinals. But I still have no I'm – no, I'm no closer to being emotionally connected. Like, I still don't know – like, I don't know Caitlin Ford. I wouldn't know – haven't heard them. I, they do their pre-game mm. press conference and that's it. And I was listening to uh, – or actually speaking to a couple of people from other radio stations. We know our problems. Mm. We, we're a host broadcaster. We haven't been able to get one Matilda on the station no. for a one-on-one interview. And I was talking to people from other radio stations in town, and they're right off them. They're going, no, they, they, they won't put anyone up. They're private. They're secretive. Yep. You know, they're going great. Does it matter, though? When you look at the numbers of people that are actually invested emotionally now with this team, does it really matter whether or not they're selling themselves and they're out there talking? It's not going to make any difference, is it? There's an old saying, Tim, and I was, uh, was going to save this for the farming segment. Right, okay. Here we go. You make hay while the sun shines. Yes. Tim, you make hay while the sun shines. And right now... Hang on, I'm just writing this down. It is shining, shining brightly, and this is the time to harvest. Not when it's gloomy and overcast and rainy. You ain't Mm. making any hay then, Whispers. Mm. I love it's brilliant. Thanks. It's absolutely (laughs) brilliant. I've never heard that before. So, of course... Have I got this right? You make hay while the sun shines. Yes, that is unbelievable. That is for Kubota, <laughs> our farming Because no, we're not doing a, a farming segment yes, today because it's a truncated I, version. I have got an idea for the farming segment um, well, because you, I was thinking about this at the weekend because I bought the uh, Weekly Times. I haven't bought the Weekly you Times. You bought for, the what? For the cattle price? I went, yes, and the sheep price, right? You haven't so got I'm, any sheep. <laughs> no, but in case I'm thinking of getting some. And oh. I was flicking through and numbers are down. The prices are down, right? And it's all predicated mm. on weight of cattle, weight of sheep. Mm. And I'm thinking... I wonder if they've cottoned onto the idea of, you know, giving them a big breakfast before they take them to market. There's a, there's a farming tip. Puts a, Load thought... them up with porridge because porridge weighs really heavy in the gut. Weigh them up with porridge mm. before you send them to the market, and I reckon you might get a couple of like, extra kilos on them. I like it. I like it. I thought you were going to put, so, put some weight in the saddlebags, what they do in the racing. Well, you could do that. You could do that as well. under their wool. Well, you could put some lead weights in their hoofs, <laughs> in their hooves, couldn't you? Yeah, probably not. Or, or, or not, you know, when normally they normally read, they give them a, a, a pedicure before they send them to market. Just did, don't do that. I did read some feedback <laughs> on our on the Rabbit Hole podcast. Love the love the Rabbit Hole farming segment needs some help. I'm no, a, and this bloke goes, I'm a farmer, I'm happy to come on. <laughs> I want I want next time we do come on and do mm. our full uh, Rabbit Hole, mm. I'm going to talk chickens. Chickens? Mm. In what way? I'm, I'm going to get some chickens. No, look. Hang on, we're not doing it now. No, I know, but just put it. Okay, just park that because there's some real problems associated with having chooks. Oh, what? What is it, Mister Ingham? Foxes. You got to have. You got to have an unbelievably good cage. Alpacas. Uh. -uh. Yes, alpacas and maramaras. Marimas. Marimara. What is it? (laughs) Marimas. No, it's not. The Marimas. The dog? Yeah, the Italian dog. Is yeah. it just Marima? Marima, yeah. The one that saved the penguins? Yes, yes. Well, Marimas. Marimas then. <laughs> Scared the life out of us when we're walking across Italy. You know my mate. <laughs> Come from, out of nowhere. You know uh, Andrew Phillips from Hokey Dokey. Yeah. Uh, Yoki Dokey. Well, I call him Flipper, yeah. Yeah, Flipper. They've got a massive, right around the corner from me, mm. chicken set up yeah. called Yoki Dokey. Mm. And they've got two Marimas. Marima, yeah. Yeah, so they don't have any issues. Um, but I stopped the car to look at it because the setup's unbelievable. What did they do with oh, the... Oh, the marimas came at me. Yeah, they would too. What are, they're very territorial. What do they do with the chooks at night time? What do they put Into them in? Into a chook hutch. Right. 
Okay, but you know, because you know the foxes. Got, got I know we're not twenty-five square, two-story <laughs> chook. He's, he's done well, Flipper. You know. I know we're not supposed to be talking about farm stuff now. Oh, hang but on. have you got the farming thing there or not? Put yeah, it on, just, just in case. Just in case. It's time to talk farming for Kubota. For over forty years, Kubota's been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Is my brother Larry, who's got a farm at the back of uh, Dale's... What sort of farm? It's, it's not a serious well, farm. No, he's got a farm-ish what? type thing. Hobby farm. Yeah, very much... Not like know, us. Organic vegetables yeah, and all that sort one. of stuff. But he's got chooks, right? And he has terrible trouble with the foxes. He does everything. He he's buries the, He buries the wire in the ground. They they just find their way into the chook house. Has he got a marima? Um, has he got a Marima? No, he hasn't. An alpaca. No, I think he's got a Tirana. Well, tell Larry if he wants to keep his chickens, he gets an alpaca or a Marima. Yeah, I don't know. Then you've got other problems associated with that. But what with a dog? Yes. What is it? Well, when you go away, you got to get somebody to look after it. That's I mean, thing. Yeah, there are little signs of life for your chickens <laughs> when you're away. How many chooks are you going to get? Four. You're going to get Isla Browns, are you? I, don't, I haven't named them yet. Right. No, that's a type. I, I of, that's a of type of chook. <laughs> why? Hang on, I need to know why. Why are you going to get chooks? I'm well, going full bottle when we uh, when we build. You're going to go finish. veggie garden, everything. Oh yeah, yeah, good. Full veggie setup, full chickens for the eggs. I think I might get a pig. Right. As well. Right. Just a, a house pig or a two pigs. Right. So to what for? Just for, as pets. Truffles. As pets. Yeah, no. Yeah. Just rear them. Right. We're good bacon consumers. You're going to get one of those, like, shaggy sort of uh, cattle. What are they called, the shaggy ones? The big red-haired ones. This is why they tune into the uh, farming segment. What are those ones called? The, what, a, a shaggy? You know, the one, you know the ones I'm talking about. They go Belted Galloway or Murray no, Gray. That's, or no. a, a nice... A nice Frisian. Angus. <laughs> that's all I'm looking at. You know I don't the, know what the shaggy red ones are. You right? know the one. They're the, no, to, they're the token cow that make your paddock look better. That no, one. <laughs> There's a lot of them down well, your I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> There's a lot of them down your way. I wouldn't be doing that. Hey, we probably need to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the world of footy too because we're not going to have our normal program Monday to Friday to be able to do that. Um, I was at the Collingwood and Hawthorne game. Mm, I listened to it. I listened to every word that sputtered out of your mouth, I did. And you were smoking the pipe very, very early in the piece. And for those that don't know about the pipe, <laughs> you gave about three puffs there not. at about the 28-minute mark of the no, first quarter. The and you kept puffing massive, and puffing and puffing. Massive story. Nick Dacos getting injured. He's yeah. got a hairline fracture his kneecap, <sighs> so he's going to be out for the, if not the year. Bigger than that, though. Did you see, maybe. You see him on the news last night. He said he went into the game sore, too. Yeah, I know. There's a couple of th- issues that you didn't see our little show last night. No, I didn't. We showed some exclusive I couldn't vision get, last night. I couldn't oh, get yeah. the TV Tim working. hit the wrong button on his television remote and it went to AV and couldn't get it back. So I, I had Arabic it. subtitles on the TV last night. What? On the uh, couch was on in Arabic? Yes, you were in Arabic <laughs> last night. In fact, you, you sound good in Arabic. Brownie made more sense. First time I've understood what Brownie was saying. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, the, he did. He did say that. But you know what? The other interesting one from last night, which was unseen vision on the match coverage, right? right. You wouldn't know about this. No, I didn't you haven't see seen it, right? No. So the whole closing of that Essendon and West Coast game. Mm-hmm. West Coast kick a goal with a minute to go. Mm. All of a sudden, the number one picks, Harley Reid, at that stage is going to North Melbourne. Mm. 
right? So it's a massive mm. moment. And to West Coast's credit, they the players just played like their lives depended on it. So I was yeah. watching, I thought that. I thought that was the case unless you're about to tell me something yeah. different. Vision goes to um, Adam Simpson on the bench, mm. right? And what went to broad what went to air on the broadcast is Simo just with you know gesturing, whatever. Yeah. But then the extended cut was he puts his hands up and he goes, no plus one. No plus one. Right. Right. So he has said, we're not putting numbers behind the footy to try and shore up the win. Mm. That can be interpreted any way you want, Wisp. It can be, but at the same time... No plus one. I would interpret it a different way because Essen... How would you interpret Well, Essen got the ball out of the centre when they were down. So there was no opportunity to put plus one there no, anyway. No, 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 no. Well, I've done this forensically, so I don't like to pull you up. There was a there was a bounce, mm. and then there was a secondary bounce. Mm. That, Where was the secondary bounce? It was just about fifteen meters west coast side of the centre. Right. That's the time where you would, we would think we were talking. Mm. You would have Oscar Allen charging from full forward deep into defence, or the other young boy who kicked mm. the goal deep in defence. You'd push your wingers back into defence. No plus one. Essendon win the ball. Goes deep. Contest over the back, Langford goal. Right. Okay. I haven't watched it again. That's not how I recalled it. But if you're saying that that is the case, then they played like they wanted to win all afternoon. No problem. No, yeah. no, no issue from the. And the way I interpret it, and I'm. You can make this into a big story if you want. You could make it into a big story. He didn't do every. You could argue that, that, that Adam Simpson just said, look, we'll just play. Yeah. Mm. It'll be good for our defenders mm. to play one on one under enormous pressure. And we'll see what happens. Right. If it was a grand final, it ain't happening, Tim. You're not going, no, let's just go one-on-one. No, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. But where they're at, where they're at right now as a developing team, then you can understand why they did that. I don't think it's a very big story, to be honest. I think you've gone a little bit over the top. Mm. Well, only only because the vision didn't make it to the the coverage. Right. Why didn't it? It was all game. Yeah, why didn't you, though? Why did oh, the box shot? It was just a producer's cut. They cut the Simo on the bench and then they come back to the centre bounce. Yeah. Before you actually saw him go, right. no plus one. So did you spot something out of the corner of your eye and say, hang on, there must be some extra vision there somewhere? No, no, no. So how did you find it? Uh, there's a story to that. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. Can I? Yeah, of course you can. Well, no, Bucks went down to because Buck, it was Bucks' segment, right? Mm. And he'd rung Adam Simpson through the day because right. he said, "What happened, Simo? I want to know what happened." And Simo said, "Oh no, we were the same as Essendon. Essendon didn't plus one, which they kind of did because mm. Langford after ended. they got in front, Langford was deep in yeah, defence. He tried to get back. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't quite how Simo saw it. Right. And then so Bucks is cutting the vision, da, 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 and then he then the, the bit about the plus one turned up, and. Um, yeah, so I said, oh, well, that's interesting. We haven't seen that. We'll put that in the mm. – mm. and uh, yeah. So mm. And that's how it happens. That's how it happens. You're unbelievable. No, not on. It wasn't yeah. me. A bit of that had nothing to do with me. A bit of Clouseau about you this morning. No, I didn't see it. Bucks no, I think you did. I think you're, I think you're behind it, the whole thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. But this is – so when you've, when you've done what we've done yeah. for 30-odd years, mm. you can recognise that, oh, that's a very interesting mm. – and others didn't see it as that interesting. But then when you point out... Who are the others? No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I like the detail. You know that. No, no, Bucks, Bucks sort of looked at it and went, oh, yeah, that's... That's it. interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but, yeah, it yeah. doesn't need to be in the in what we're talking about. And right. I, and we said, no, it actually does. Because it's a coach saying, well, we're not going to go to the plus one. Let's just play. And earlier that day, who was Harley Reid playing for? He was playing for West Coast. No, he was playing for Essendon. 
He played for us in the VFL side of the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry, but in terms of the yeah. position on the ladders, he was bound for West Coast. He looks like a super player too. Um, Nick in, Dacos, is yeah, big, big it, story. Yeah, that, that is that big is story. a big, big story. But having said that, you know, like there are he, Collingwood are more than just Nick Dacos. Oh yeah, though too. So and there are other levers that they can pull, and there are guys that they can sort of maybe put up. Not. I'm not talking about Bobby Hill playing as a midfielder, but Bobby Hill can get up around the ball a bit more often and maybe McCleary can as well. McCleary can as well. So there are things that they're – and they've got three weeks now to actually just sort of tinker with it and see Ah, whether or not they can come up with a better mix. This is why it's a big story because now's not the time to be tinkering. Well, they have to though. Now They've been forced to tinker. Yeah, but even without Nick Dacos, even without the injury, they they were in a state of tinker. Because they hadn't bettered it down. They hadn't bettered down their best forward setup. So Cox is in, Johnson, John, Cox mm. is out, Johnson's in. My check's not getting it, so there's an issue there. Mitchell subbed off again. You know, does he play mm. in that midfield or not? Mitchell, you can't have Mitchell and you can't have Pendlebury and you can't have Adams all running around at the one pace in the middle, side bottom. So all these issues have just bubbled up at the wrong time for Collingwood. Now, it's not to say they can't fix it. But their form in the last six weeks has dropped way back. It's mid, their form in the last six weeks and the way they're playing is mid-table form. Even though they've been winning games? Yeah, yeah. So so are you saying alarm bells at Collingwood? No, but – well, you didn't say last night. So we're going on history, right? History says this four games, the last four games is when you bed down. You're, this is where mm. you say, no, we're right. This is where we, we've done all the – we've had 20 weeks to sort it right. out. The statistic, you talk, the statistic you spoke about earlier this morning before we came on is extraordinary. The last 10 years, the last four weeks of the home and away, what's the win-loss record by the Premier? 35-5. So the, the Premier has won 35 games and lost five. No Premier has lost more than one game in the last four weeks. So I'm hearing what you're saying, and I heard Jared Waitley, all very highly respected. You know, oh, yeah, no, they've been up for a long time, mm. and you know they're safe at the top of the ladder, and... What these sort of things say is you just can't flick a switch. You just, you just can't flick, oh, yeah, well, we'll sort that out when the finals come. Mm. You've got to get your house in order. And that, and I'm not saying it's not completely in disorder, but it's mm. not where it was. And it's no good. Melbourne showed last year, no good being on top of the ladder at round 10 undefeated. Yeah. But, but where would you rather be now? Would you rather be in Carlton's position or would you rather be in Collingwood's position? Because I know Collingwood, question. Colling, Carlton are the form side of the last nine weeks, right? It's a great question. So who would you rather be right now? It is a great question. I'd rather be Collingwood because I think they've got more talent. But the number says – and Carl, well, ask me in three weeks. Mm. That would be my answer. Because right. there's no guarantee Carlton are even going to get there. But we suggest they are. Mm. And their, their form has been superb. So, Melbourne is the one who, of all those top four sides, Collingwood, Port Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne, Collingwood have just hit a little road bump and got injuries to Murphy and Dacos. Mm-hmm. Port Adelaide have lost four in a row. Mm. Lost four games in a row. Mm. Brisbane And they played the Giants this week and then they played Frio on the road. Yeah. Brisbane just got across Frio, which was a good win in the end. And Melbourne have won five in a row. So they would appear to be the team in the top four who are getting there, you know, hitting this mm. four game. But then they lose the bloke who has helped turn around their forward fortunes. So they now also go into the who what's going to happen mix. Yeah. So it's so wide open, Wisp. Yeah. Brisbane looked at, at different stages. That was a good win at the weekend. Yeah, I watched all that game. Was that was a really good win at the weekend. And they looked powerful at different times yeah. around the ball, which, you know, 
serves them well going into mm. the last month. And, you know, Danaher and Hipwood and um, Cameron up for Like, they've got a lot of things right about the way they play. But it's a fascinating year. There is no standout team right mm. now. You would not be prepared no. to put your life on no. any team right now. You wouldn't. What about – I told you last week about – So that, just on Brisbane. Yeah. They got to fin- they got to finish second, Tim. Mm. That's the, and I know Chris Fagan, mm. who we love, he bristles mm. at it. But they finish second, they get Gabba Gabba games. Gabba mm. first final, mm. which you back them to win. Yeah. Gabba prelim. Yeah, they're not going to be unbeatable though because they haven't proven to be unbeatable. Up there they nearly have. Yeah, but they're not. Um, there's no team in no, the competition. Not. You'd say, no, oh look, not. they're unbeatable. No, Even they're if they're playing at home, they're unbeatable. I told you that story about the guy that had the bet, the multi, didn't I? Uh, Last week I told you about it. He had the three things going. What were they? Okay, so he had Charlie Curnow to win the Coleman. Oh, yep. He had Nick Dacos to win the Brownlow. And then he had Collingwood to win the flag, right? Yeah. So he got offered last uh, week. This, if he was, to, if it was to get up, I think it pays out something like four hundred and thirty thousand dollars, yeah. right? They offered him last week. They offered him now to cash in on it. Cash they were going to give him or cash out. They're going to give him twenty one thousand dollars, right? Which mm. he didn't take. No. <laughs> There's a lot of those around at the moment. He didn't take that. Yeah. How would you be thinking now with Collingwood's just as you say, just faltering a little what bit? What was the do you know the outlay? Yeah, it was 300 bucks. Right. Yeah. So he could have taken the 21 yeah. and gone, oh, well, I think for 300 you let it go. <laughs> yeah. I reckon, so Charlie's going to win the Coleman. He will, yeah. Nick now. Has he got enough votes, Nick, to maybe, win the Brownlow? Maybe, maybe. And then Collingwood, well, well no one knows who's going to win the grand final. So. And doesn't that set it up? I tell you what, that also sets up what could be an unbelievable Brownlow medal night count. Yeah. When, you know, Dacos goes out there, he's in the lead, and we all know, like, he's not going to get votes in his last five games because he wouldn't have got them last week either. So no. he wouldn't have got him at the weekend. So I'm talking about the week before. And you know who did? Yeah, Bont did. Bont. Yeah, and he's coming home like a steam train. <laughs> it is going to be potentially one of the great vote counts of all time. I've had a little bit. I have a little bit at the start of the year. on, And I've had Bontempelli and Petrarca. And their cash-out figure on the back of yeah. what happened on the weekend went through the roof. Did it really? Yeah. So they're all trying to... Will you let it ride? Yeah, because it's not as yeah, it's not it's not, not that four hundred thousand dollar mark by any stretch. Um, so that was the footy on the weekend. Mm. Hey, just one final thing on that: yeah. the Hinkley thing. Okay, for so long we've been told. Mm. Well, okay, not for so long. The last two or three weeks, every time we've spoken about this, we've had a text message or a call from Corn, uh, who's very connected, in, entangled with the whole Port Adelaide setup. And we're not breaking confidence because he said it publicly. Yeah, he said it publicly as well. Yeah, no, the deal's done. The deal's done. You know, it's just the fine-tuning, da-da-da, which seems to have been the word that Port wanted to put out there, really, because Ken Hinckley said at the weekend, listen, there is no deal. Mm. I have not That's got what he a did. deal. He did say that. I don't know what's going on there, Wisp. It's, it's the 7th just... of August. <laughs> They're making a decision in August. Right now they've lost four in a row. Mm. It is conceivable that they may make a decision on Ken. Just say, let's just do hypotheticals, right? Mm. If they lose the next two, and that's the end of August, and they go, what are we doing here? Oh, we're going to appoint him. We're appointing for three weeks. He may lose six in a row and get bundled out of the finals. Mm. And they go, oh, just committed to three years to Ken. (laughs) This is what, this is why it was always going to be a fascinating subplot. Either way, it was going to be that because. They could have re-signed him a long time ago, or you know, a month ago, mm. and then they're going to find themselves in this position, but and then the opposite is going to occur. People say, "Oh, why have you re-signed him?" That's the point. That is exactly the point. It was you lock yourself into an August deadline for no reason, no no good reason. Well, August, mm. you go, 
what? You're not pointing before you know what happens in September where you judge people on. It's no good pointing people because you're a good home and away coach. How would you have felt, though, if you were Ken Hinckley sitting there and Koshy had have said to you, and you can have a mature conversation under these circumstances with a coach, look, we're just going to wait and see where we actually finish. Right? That's what we're going to announce. We're going to tell everybody we are going to wait until the season is over before we decide whether or not we're going to continue on with you as a coach. How would that have been viewed by everybody? I think... I think that's an, that's the easiest sell of all. If just say, it, well, it, tell me how you see that. All right, there's two sides to it. If it's Ken and Koshy who get together and go, mate, we stuff this up, and Ken's agrees. He goes, yeah, I know. We sort of backed ourselves into a corner. Well, let's wait to the end of the year. Yep. Okay. Ken, Koshy comes in and goes, I've just spoken to Ken. We agree the August is not working. We've changed our mind. We're going to wait to the end of the year. You make of that what you will. You can, yeah, you go for life. Mm. Write your stories. Don't come to me again. End of year, we're going to do. It. I know we said August. Change their mind, so come and see me at the end of the year. Right. And can you say to Ken at that stage, look, if you get another opportunity somewhere else, maybe you can entertain the idea <laughs> the, of talking to them. It's a fascinating thing about <laughs> because, it Because, okay, he goes away and he says, all right, well, there's another job available up there at the Gold Coast Suns now. And there's another one at Richmond too. Yeah. A manager, Peter Blucher, I think he's his manager. Look, just on the side, can you go and have a chat to the Tigers? Can you have a chat to the Suns? And then somebody gets hold of that story. And Ken Hinckley, well, his management's already talking to the Gold Coast Suns in Richmond. And then the potential of that blowing your club up as and well. And the Tigers go to Peter – did you say Peter Blue? Yeah. manager? So you go, hang on, what are you saying, Pete? Well, you know, hmm. what's going – well, hang on, Pete. We're about the interview. We're about to go down this path. We've got Andrew McWalter and two others – are you in or are you out? Right. Oh, well, you know, I'm not saying we're out or we're not saying we're in. Well, what do you say? <laughs> this is what you... Oh, goodness. Well, if you add... This is all hypothetical. But hypothetical. if you add the fact that McWalter and Josh Carr are supposedly the two in line, so then you've got Ken Hinckley, who's currently sitting there as a Port Adelaide coach, with Josh Carr as his assistant, and the, both going for the and Josh Carr's going... At Richmond. And the suspicion is that Josh Carr was... That's all ...attracted to Port Adelaide because they thought, well, maybe this year wouldn't go as well as it has mm. to this stage. Ken's been here 10 years and might be happy to, you know, part, and then Josh comes in and takes the job. That's always been the... You, um, you are a big advocate of somebody um, having a lifespan at a football club. Do, do you think Ken... It, if they don't make the final, well, no, they're going to make the final. If they don't win the flag or, you know, don't perform well from here on in, whatever, do you think the time is nigh? Do you think it would be a good time to part company for with both. Ken Hinckley? For both. I do. Yeah. But this is from a long way off. I don't understand. I know they love him and I know he loves them. Yeah. But if they don't get to at least a prelim, at least a prelim this it's year. It's on him? It's on, it's on the whole club. Yeah, but they've got to analyse, like, injuries. And, I mean, Corn keeps telling us, you know, they're really hurt. They're playing hurt. They're doing a great job because of how hurt they are. Well, we've got two ladders going at the moment. You know that, don't you? Yeah. They won last week, apparently. Yeah, too. we've got the, the AFL ladder and we've got Corn's ladder. <laughs> Corn's ladder. Corn ladder said Port Adelaide should treat it as a win <laughs> against Geelong because they had a lot of injuries. <laughs> That's a, I can't keep up with it. What's no. that mean with the first week of the finals? <laughs> Anyway, I thought Essendon uh, their performance against the Swans. I thought that was that could have been treated as a win a couple of weeks yeah. ago as well. So yeah, I'd add to... another four points right, to them on the ladder. So check. where are they now? Oh, they're in the eight. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we were on air. I wish we were on air. This is why we're doing the podcast because we need to get these things out. Okay, is there anything else that we need to talk about? Yes. How did you see the the Lordo situation? Matthew Lloyd, our great friend, who's coaching. 
Halebury in the very, very prestigious mm. uh, APS or uh, is it APS? APS school system, private school system. He's there. Pemberley's his assistant yep. coach. Um, they are undefeated. They poke on Caulfield Grammar in a massive game. You know, you know, you've had Job. You know what it's like. These college games, they're big, massive, and everyone's invested. And you know, 16, 17, 18 year old schoolboys get very lippy, and you know, the, the social media starts and the build up to the game. And it's bigger than a you know, grand final in, it is. in their mind. So they've won, Lordo's, and I know because I've, he's been doing that for years, Lordo, and mm. I speak to him a lot about it, how much he invests in it and loves it. They so, have got a head start on everybody else too, if you don't mind me saying. Hello. Well, they've got two campuses. Hello. And they do a lot, a lot of recruiting. Yep. A yep. lot of heavy recruiting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not privy to all that, <laughs> but I, I accept what you're saying. <laughs> um, but they won the premiership, and then the parents have had a party. Yep. One of the, as I've read it. Yeah. And Lord O said, yeah, yeah, they invited him. He said, yeah, I'll drop in. Yeah. And I don't know if he drinks now, does he? Hutchie said he doesn't drink. Well, I had a couple of island coolers with him, I think. No, he used to be an island cooler, man. Right. Hutchie seems to think he doesn't drink now. But turned up for an hour, showed, you know, flew the flag and then left. Right. I, I, I didn't know this, but that's a big, big no-no. Mm. School official mm. going to a party with your social gathering with students. Got stood down mm. for three days. Mm. And then stood back up again for the for the weekend's game. So he went and coached the last game. Yeah. How have you read it? I've read it. Um, I've read it as an interesting story, and those stories are always more interesting when you can attach a big name and particularly somebody's involved with AFL football, whether they're a current player or a former player, that type of thing. So you put Matthew Lloyd's name in that headline around, you know, former AFL star stood down. Oh, you know, I get the, it tracks all that interest. Okay, that. Because that's a that's that's an element to this story because I think it's bigger than what it actually is because of the way that it's been reported, right? He knows that he's done the wrong thing. He's accepted that. He apologised to the yeah. The school and there are there are there are laws, but I, I can and rules. I can I can see how you could step into that very innocently, yeah. thinking, okay, well, I'm coach, I'm part of this, I've got to be seen to be part of this. The boys, are my boys, you know, it's yeah. a significant uh, achievement on their behalf. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll just step in there for you know an hour, yeah. show my face, and then I'll leave. I'm not part of the big celebration. I'm not condoning. Yo, alcohol, all that sort of stuff, like as an adult. So, can you explain to me this? Again, I've been out of the school system for a long time. But I did go to my kids' year 12 formals. Or, right. I think, is that what you call them? Formals? No, there was, did you do a spot there? <laughs> no, I didn't do a spot. I'm sure there's drinking there. Of course there would have been. Well, there would have been flasks. There would have been all sorts of things parent, going on. There were parents yeah. and teachers. Yeah, no, I've, Everyone I've, was I've at the formal. So this is where my confusion um, lies. Mm. Did the parents have a problem with it? Well, they wouldn't have invited him if they had a problem with it. Well, but, that's my point, though. Yeah, but but this is what I'm trying to work. I I, I guess it's on the basis that it's a social gathering they've got no control over. And, and and Lloyd, he's not a teacher. He's a footy coach, right? So yeah. He's on staff, though. But he's on staff, yeah. yeah. So they can't control it. And I guess the look of it's bad, the potential for, you know, for something to potentially... And, and there was another... Assistant that's blowing up now because he's been alleged to have been involved in something. That's not, more serious. Not though. Matthew Lloyd. Yeah, that appears to be more serious. And I guess that's the reason why they don't do it. But in the end, they stood him down for three days and then re stood him up. And I've texted him. In terms of his uh, the standing in the community, whether it be footy or mm. school community, do you think it's been affected? No, because 
I think people, you know, like people grade things that yeah. people do, you know, in yes. you know, important, not important, serious, not serious. And I think most people would say, well, yeah, this is on the very, very low scale of being serious. Yeah. Not, I, I'd suggest not one bit has his respect or standing in the media or in the. What sp- is he standing in the media? Oh, is it really well respected? Right. Good- as a, his media commentaries, you know, you can make whatever you want of that, but he's mm. a genuine, upstanding. Yeah, know. he's a solid not, unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's never he's never been in any formal sort of off-field drama in the whole time that he's been no. playing football. And that goes back to he started as a seventeen-year-old. Oh. Like he's squeaky, squeaky clean. Yeah, squeaky. Velvet clean. sledgehammer <laughs> on the field. He had a couple of moments, but anyway, <laughs> that was it. Anything else I had for you? Uh, we spoke chickens. Mm. The only thing was that very, very, and I wanted to talk to you about this as a warning because I know you're a mushroom forager. Oh, yes. That story I is, meant to talk to you about this. Gee, that made me, um, got me concerned because I know you go out and get mushrooms. You think you know everything about mushrooms. Yeah, I know the difference between a field mushroom and the I other mushroom. I don't. Well, you should. Well, I don't go. Well, don't pick them then. I don't pick them. You shouldn't pick them then. I don't pick them. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is if it an not, easy mistake to make what's happened here or not? Well, I don't think so, no. You don't think it's an easy mistake to make? No. Well, you think there's something fishy? Well, I think the people investigating it think there's something fishy too. Mm. I'm not stepping out of line here, but that's what I read yesterday, that they're actually investigating this Mm. because – well, anyway, there's still, it's still a bit sketchy. What we know about it is still a little bit sketchy, but it just sounds very, very odd. Very mm. odd, this story. Well, I won't be, I, and I don't think you're any, not a big mushroom man anyway. Though, I like you? mushrooms, but I get them from the uh, mushroom shop. I don't get them from a field. Right. I would be way too scared. And I, I, I'm serious. But you know what a field mushroom no, looks like. No, I don't. I've got mushrooms. Oh. I've got mushrooms on my property right now. We've been mushrooming since we were little kids. What's a field mushroom? The ones that got brown underneath it. Yeah, yeah. They've got that sort of uh, velvety, sort of yeah, dark yeah. brown colour well, underneath. I'm sure there'd be a poisonous one that wouldn't be too dissimilar to that, though. Well, you can tell the difference. Like, can honestly, you? I don't think it's a Did hard you do a thing. a mushroom to... no, but then there course. Are... Yeah, but those mushrooms are easy to tell. The... They're easy to tell that that's a field mushroom, right? But then there are other mushrooms. What about the fungi I think ones? there's one called the Slippery Jacks or something like that. The Slippery Jip? What? <laughs> slippery Jacks. Slippery and... Jack. I think that's what they're called. Slippery somethings anyway, or Jack something. But, wait, but you know when you go to the supermarket and you, and you yeah. see a whole heap of different yeah, mushrooms. and yeah. buttons. Ones and all... that grow on the yeah. side of a tree and yeah. all that sort of stuff. I yeah. wouldn't be eating any of them. No, I wouldn't be picking those in the wild. But if you go to the... If you go to the... I pick them in the wild of the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, but you, do, yeah. Well, you do. You do. But anyway... Um, sad story. It's a really the sad next story. time. The next time it's sort of mushroom season, I'll invite you down. No, I don't want to. And go. I can show you the difference between one you can eat and one you can't eat. Um, you, and we're on holiday. You got a lot to. There's a lot you haven't learned about. I don't like. I don't go and pick my own mushrooms. Right. Pants used to. Mm. Um, we're on holidays for two weeks. It's Tuesday. We're not due back to work till next week. Mm. You're going to come and visit me. You said you're coming down to visit. You said, "Listen, I'm coming down." So I did. I did. Nikki and I swung into action I like you've you never seen, and we put together a menu. Mm. We put we got the bloke from Tedesco's coming to our house to cook, mm. and then you turn around and go, "I'm not coming." Well, I was bringing the kids down. I was bringing uh, three of the grandchildren down, yeah, and, and, and there's Nikki been was a change. I know there's been a change of plans, so I won't be I won't be down there with Junie and Wolfie and uh, Lilo. So well, you can't I'm, come down on your own. <laughs> well. Got, the only a, one to come down to offload your bloody kids to me, so no, I can I entertain wonder, them with a couple of 
Zingers. Uh, uh, put them on the kids' tour <laughs> and put them on the back of the Kubota and go and exact, drive around and look at the kangaroos. That's exactly what I thought we'd do. I thought that would kill at least three or four hours. Oh, I've got Kelvin. That. I've been training him to do a few new tricks for the kids. I've got him doing backflips now. <laughs> well, can you break it to him gently that they're not coming down this time? There'll be other times. There'll be other occasions. All right. Well, we don't want to go any further. No, I don't Because this is not a full podcast. This is just a little holiday special mm. that we wanted to put out. We won't have one next week because we're going to be away, but we'll be back with the rabbit hold the week after and you have a good time you're going anywhere doing anything special no i'm trying to fix the tv still because i can't <laughs> I, i've still got the arabic uh, subtitles on the tv i've got no idea where to find the change can you do you know how to change all that <sighs> honestly it'd be one button it'd be the av button i've pushed every button <laughs> well bad luck i'm not coming around you want coming around to eat all the food i've put together for, i'm not coming to fix your television it's as simple as that this has been The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Keeping you safe on the roads, tyrepower.com.au. Tune in to 1116 SEN each Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from 6 to 9am to new SEN Breakfast with Gary and Tim. Rabbit.